I just learned the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. This is My Alchemical Bromance, and this is a very special episode. Matt, Joey, and I, I'm Eric, we went on a backpacking trip recently into the Olympic Peninsula and the Olympic uh, Rainforest, and we camped on the Ho River. We took the recorder with us, and one of the nights we built a campfire, sat around the campfire, and just talked about all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really pleasant and relaxing trip, and I'm really glad that we get to share the experience with you. The second part of the episode, we talked about going to Third Beach and having the having our celebration of the Feast of St. John the Baptist at Third Beach, but the weather turned gnarly, like extra gnarly. So we put that plan on hold and instead decided to camp at a private campground uh, run by some friends of Matt's. And there we sat out the rain, um, didn't do any recording, and uh, but I did put a little bit of bonus material in the next day. So... Stay tuned afterwards, and um, you'll get to hear me talk about Proteus and all and some Orphic hymns and that sort of thing. In the meantime, you know, sit back and relax, enjoy our camp trip with us, uh, listen to the soothing sounds of the Ho River and the crackle of the campfire, and Joey falling over multiple times as his his makeshift bench falls apart. All right, this is night two of the um, Ho River. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Say hi, Joey. Hi, Joey. It's night two of MabCon 3.5. I don't know if we need to call this MabCon anything. I think we should just call this, like, holy crap, we managed to get everybody in the same place at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) But we're doing it while backpacking. In a different place. Completely yeah. different place. We've mm-hmm. never been before. Yeah. You know how we did it? Magic. Magic. Can you tell us where we are? We tell are. Them where, I mean, we know. We're in the Ho Rainforest in the Olympic Peninsula in the state of Washington. This is in the Olympic National Forest. This is... Um, I think it's the only temperate rainforest in the U.S. I think that's one. I read it on the internet, so it's true. It's tons of awesome old-growth trees, giant trees, also covered in uh, really cool lichens. And whenever it's rainy and the sun comes out and the lichens wet, the whole forest blows and glistens. Does like the a, um, like a vampire? Isn't there old-growth rainforest? I would put that one. Aside. That's okay. I got this. Okay. Just make it just try. <laughs> Isn't there old-growth rainforest in nope. um, Oregon? Nope. Oh. This is going to be hilarious. That is not going to work, Joey. Shut your, Russell shut just your mouth. The town of Forks, which has the highest amount of precipitation anywhere in the U.S. And and that's uh, <coughs> Forks is where uh, Twilight. Twilight is from. Yes. <laughs> So you've been uh, you've been up here before, a little bit. Not I haven't backpacked and I haven't even actually hiked the Ho River Trail, which is what we're off of. But I have been to the Ho Rainforest a lot. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of time uh, before we moved up here. We always our friends live in Forks, or just outside of Forks. Mm-hmm. So this is the part of Washington that made us fall in love with it when we moved up here. 
How, uh, do you want to put money on how long it's going to take before Joey falls off that? Eight minutes. Just a delicate balance. Which is what you're known for. This. I'm quite nimble. <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. It's because I'm Native American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're about as nimble as like a three-legged cat with one eye. Where you sit there, find your balance. <laughs> I think this old piece of driftwood is gonna break soon. <clears throat> so, Joey, I want to ask you some questions about your book. You're reading um, Waking Up by Sam Harris. Yep. And we listened to uh, one of his episodes on the way um, on the way up here. And he was talking to a hallucinogen guy. Michael Pollan. Michael Pollan. His name's Pollan. Mm -hmm. cool. He's never been known for hallucinogens. He's like a... He is now. He's a reporter and author. Like, he's most famous for exposing um, factory farming and the food industry and how horrible it is. That's okay. where he got his thing. So he's a pretty well-respected writer. And so he was really taking risks by writing this book on... So the they used a, a term in the in the episode uh, that was uh, was it default mode network? Mm -hmm. Have you do you guys are you guys familiar with that? Yeah. What is it? I'm gonna do a horrible job of explaining it, but it's uh, the part of your brain that kind of gives you a sense of self, a sense of ego. It's uh -huh. the one that makes you. Uh, Self-analyze. It's also the part that gives anxiety. Uh -huh. So if you're heavily involved in a ta task or a flow state, or you're just working really hard, that kind of uh, ramps down uh -huh. or goes away. That part of the brain does. So it like, oh, so it's sort of like if you're concentrating on something or working on something, you get into that kind of yeah, it's like flow in your your default mode network. Yeah, because if you're in an fMRI and they're watching that part of your brain, uh -huh. that part kind of shuts down. Oh. Does Sam Harris talk about that a lot? Is uh, that like a thing that he's... Not that I know of. Oh. It just seemed like something that they were both really into. Well, he's a neurologist, so... Or the, a neuroscientist. Sam Harris? Uh-huh. Oh. I guess I really don't know anything about him. I've listened to a couple episodes of his podcast... And that one we heard was really cool, but I, I don't know anything else about him. Yeah, he's a neuroscientist who is also, he was labeled one of the four horsemen of the, what do they call it? The, uh... Neurocalypse? No, the four <laughs> horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, he is, uh, Cam Dawkins and Peterson? the other two dudes. No. No, Peterson's not in that group at all. Who's Peterson? Jordan Peterson. That's oh. a whole other topic. Yeah, Jordan Peterson is not. Kidding. Sam Harris does not get along with. Well, I mean, he gets along. They're civil with each other, but he's not a. They're not a. Yeah, they don't see eye to eye. I, I would. That's the apocalypse thing. Oh, because they're like the four most prominent atheists. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. But Harris oh, is different in that group because. Hutchins would Hutchins be one of them? Yeah. Hitchens. 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 Yeah, I don't like that guy. Well, I can't I mean, remember the other guy. Uh, Krauss. Lawrence Krauss. I think he's the oh, other guy. I've heard of him, I think. Uh, physicist. Yeah, I've heard of him. But Harris differs between those guys because he 
Um, he's been in meditation for a long time. Like, head mm-hmm. meditator. He used to go on, like, I think he did a like, one-year retreat one time. Like, Jeez. he was really into it. But mm-hmm. he never um, bought into any of the woo aspects of it. What he considers woo. Yeah. And he also had a lot of powerful psychedelic experiences, especially when he was uh, in India. Um, and so he was able to walk away with an understanding of spirituality divorced from religion and dogma that still fit within uh, materialist point of view. Huh. He still sees benefit to it. Okay. Yeah. The spirituality doesn't have to involve believing in spirit. Yeah. Well, no, believing in things that can't be... Believing in magic and... Yeah. Things that can't be touched? Well, things that can't be... He thinks that it can all be proven materialistically. Yeah. So, I was also... Plus, also, like, the idea of, like, becoming enlightened and... So, one of the things he was just talking about, I'm only, like, 60 pages into that book, but he's talking about, like, okay, so Buddha was enlightened. Does that mean he, like, could... At that point in time, shouldn't he also be able to be like the most sophisticated scientist and mathematician and everything else if he knows all and he's completely enlightened and all of that? Like, hmm, I don't know. Is that what enlightened means? I don't know. I don't know. If you if you if you listen to like the followers and some of the religious dogma around it, like these these religious figures have they're they're almost like godlike qualities. Uh huh. You know. If you have godlike qualities, shouldn't you be have access to that information? Yeah, it seems like it. I don't know. That's a good question. What is that? It's the bear line. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. So it, this is um, this is my first time up here, and uh, I've never seen bear lines before. Oh. Like, maybe you guys have more bears up here? We do. We have a ton. <laughs> I mean, there are, bear, there are bears in Oregon. But they're, uh, the Nilopan Peninsula has just black bears. And quite a few. I heard that we there are, like, the... 250,000 of them or something like that. I know there's a good number. But uh, in Washington, we actually have grizzlies in the northern part of the Cascades, too. Yeah, uh, Joey and I were looking it up on the way up here, and it said that it was estimated there there were ten. Yeah, ten well, grizzly bears. <laughs> um, but they're which, there. Yeah, which uh, they probably aren't going to be here. No, but we saw we saw a coyote. Yeah, and a, a buck. Yeah, um, and deer. A couple of deer. Yeah, a duck. A very cool duck. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to identify that duck. You got pictures of it, right? I did. So it was this duck was it it hung out like we're camped right on the river. Hopefully you guys can hear it in the background. This place is gorgeous like it's a magical land yeah we are all three of our tents are right on the river we've got our campfire right here on the river we ate dinner here and had coffee on the river it was pretty pretty fucking awesome but um yeah the duck just like hung out for a while and it was diving and hunting and then it was doing this weird like splashy dance and flicking its wings all over the place and and preening Maybe it was trying to attract a mate. Maybe it thought we smelled like ducks. Maybe. It's a good possibility. I might have picked up that I was from Oregon. It's the hat. 
It's the hat. The hat keeps getting a lot of attention for you. <laughs> From like really, really old park ranger ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first time in this part of Washington, isn't it? Yeah, and I was, uh, it was funny, I was talking to another friend of mine who's an Oregonian who's been like an outdoorsy person all their life, and, and I was like, you know, I've been backpacking every year since I was six years old, pretty much, and um, never outside of Oregon. Like, every single trip mm. had been in Oregon, except for this is my, this is not only the first backpacking trip I've taken without my dad, or wait, maybe it's the second. Well, anyhow pretty much the first it's also the first backpacking trip that i've taken outside of Oregon. wow yeah and not in desert well i've done backpacking in the cascades and okay. all that kind of stuff but um, but most of the time we do the desert now ever since probably the late 90s because huh. we've been working on the uh, oregon high desert trail and um just kind of exploring central and eastern Oregon. There's a lot of a lot of desert out there, and that stuff is really brutal. Like this was a very nice oh yeah backpacking it was trip. Walk. It was more of a walk. It wasn't really a hike. It was, it was a, a hike. Walk. It was five miles. Yeah. It was a hike. It was a walk. It was a hike. <laughs> there's some there's some uphill parts. There's some wet parts and some dry parts. It was a walk. We saw a uh, a black slug. Yeah, totally made it into a hike. <laughs> and we saw deer yep and we saw a lot of elk shit and maybe some bear shit oh you saw bear shit I don't know it's hard to see it's hard oh. to say might have been yeah. might have been coyote shit might have been a people shit it could have been it's yeah. very gravelly looking with a lot of seeds yeah yeah you know what it wasn't bear shit I guess it must have been coyote it looked like a dog turd So, the materialism thing, what, do, what does that mean to you guys? Like, it's come up in conversations a few fleeting times this weekend. I'm just wondering, like, when you think about it, what does it really mean? The word materialism? Yeah, or like when we're talking about, you know, the Sam Harris stuff. Um... Your belief system is grounded in um, objective reality, like empirical science, yeah, sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I think that kind of jives with what I how I understand it too. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit anyway. So, materialism. <laughs> Materialism is Material. all bullshit. Materialism, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think materialism is all bullshit. Or at least partially bullshit. I mean, I think that there's a lot to it, but... There's a lot of bullshit mixed into everything. It, yeah. Yeah, that's take, sure. take the good and leave the bad. How do you tell which is which? Just have to make up your own mind on that one. I so, guess. Joey, that's non-materialist. Right there. Right. See what I think? <laughs> but like with... Harris yeah there's a perspective of materialism this is where the spirituality thing comes in whereas he's had these profound psychedelic experiences so he's seen this other thing uh -huh. this other reality but he's 
he's fine with believing that it's all just in the head. It doesn't take away from the profundity of the experience, mm-hmm. but that it can still be explained neurologically that it is still local. But he doesn't at the same time. He's also quite open to the idea that, hey, you know, at some point in the future, we may find that, you know, this, is, this isn't in the head, but there's nothing saying it is right now. And anything that we can't explain right now doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't exist, like if there are other realms mm-hmm. or something. It's just that there's nothing that can prove it right now, and then eventually maybe science will show that there is, there are these oh. other things. So in that case, he's not, he's not like... He's not dogmatic and... He's not a dogmatic materialist. Right, no. right. He's sort of saying, like, this is what we can actually show, this is what we can actually yeah. prove, and something else might be out there, but... In the meantime, In the meantime delude yourself trying to impose right. something that you can't actually prove. Right. Because delusion can lead to some pretty terrible things. It can lead to being <laughs> Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. Demon magic. <laughs> I like demon magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we were telling you about it. We were, Matt and I were watching some YouTube videos before we drove out about uh, this guy that was a... Sp- exposing like sleight of hand and illusionists Mm -hmm. like Chris Angel David Blaine you know that type of sleight of hand magician for uh, actually being high level black magicians Mm. that were using demon magic they said uh, demon magic they got their powers through occult magic and making deals with demons (laughs) basically grimoire magic no. <laughs> I don't remember the magician. He didn't were... use those terms, but that's more or less what he was pointing towards. I don't know the magician they were talking about in the first episode, but they were like, the the narrative was, you know, I knew him, you know, he was trying to get his career off and everything, and then he went and spent like a, like a week out in the woods, you know, and then he came back and all of a sudden he's super famous and career takes off like crazy. Demon magic. Demon magic. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil. <laughs> I know that's not true because I tried to do that for several years in the woods in Logan County. But look what happened. Now you're in It's because Logan so count- Logan County's so terrible the devil himself would have drove. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I was in the wrong place. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he ended up back in Oregon. No, he that was a, a long, long time ago. Yeah, well, maybe it took a little while. No. <laughs> maybe there's so many people doing devil magic in Lo- Logan County. <laughs> there's a queue. There's a really long queue. <laughs> <laughs> now serving... So, Joe, you want to tell everybody what we're drinking tonight? We're drinking, uh, I'm drinking water with some delightful chemicals squirted in it that makes it taste like lemonade, pink lemonade. How about you, Matt? What are you drinking tonight? Just straight water from the river. It's been filtered. Yeah, me too. But straight filtered river water. It'd be cool if we had whiskey. The water is, uh, <laughs> the source of the whole River, or one of the sources, is um, Blue Glacier, which is on uh, Mount Olympus, which probably wrong but i think it's the tallest mountain in the olympics um so is Ra- uh rainier's not in the olympics no it's in the cascades oh right 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 because the olympics are just on the olympic peninsula uh-huh. okay okay so okay. the water has this really cool blue green tinge and it's from the effluence from the glacier so it's super silty mm-hmm. yeah i noticed my little filter is already slowing down mm-hmm. Nice. It tastes delicious, though. It does. It doesn't taste minerally. Not after it's been filtered. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect yeah. clear sky, too. 
We'll see some stars later. Oh yeah. But we are on the Olympic Peninsula on the coast, so just as the last light disappears, we'll probably get drenched in rain. We are in a rainforest. Yeah. I mean, I can see, we can see the, um, the sun is almost down. Like, that's the last line of sunlight up there. On those hills across the river from us. And we've got a campfire. But it's terrible. It's horrible here, and you shouldn't come visit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, you know. And with that, I think my transformation's complete. Yeah, there you go. Northwesterner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it started when Matt started wearing hiking boots all the time. (laughs) He was like, "We bought a Subaru Outback." He bought a Subaru. (laughs) Grew a beard, shaved your head. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a cliche. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) You know, it started before you even came out here. You're a cliche in Oklahoma too, though. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about it, you're just shedding one cliche and donning another. It's it's like a, a cloak of many cliches. You uh, really, like to, really like to blend in with the locals. Yeah. You're a chameleon. But, I mean, your beer, your beer thing started in Oklahoma, and that's totally an Oregon cliche. It's true. Yeah. So what are you finding? Are you finding anything different between this part of uh, Washington versus Oregon? Um, I mean, a lot of it's really similar. You know, the trees are similar. The wildlife is similar. Um, it feels really similar. Except uh, cooler. Well, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the Oregon stuff that I'm used to is out in the desert, and... I wouldn't say that it's it's more moderate here. Like, mm-hmm. the temperature doesn't change as much. Yeah, because like, even in the, like, dead of winter or dead mm-hmm. of summer, middle of summer, our temperatures are nowhere as extreme as, like, Portland. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't go backpacking in Portland. That's, I have an apartment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, out in the, like, in the Cascades and stuff, you know, you'll, you'll get a wider range of temperature. I was, I mean, I didn't really believe you when you told me what the temperature was going to be. <laughs> told me what? When you told me what the temperature is going to be, oh. I didn't believe you. Matt was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like a high of 70 and a low of 60. I'm like, fuck that shit. It's amazing up That's here. It's not real. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's really comfortable at night. Um, my sleeping bag, which is probably 10, 15 years old, maybe less than that, uh, is rated to 20 degrees. And... I was super comfortable last night. I didn't. I I was. Pro- I probably would have been too warm. I don't know. I, I felt good. Yeah, I was really comfortable. Yeah, I was great. Like, I had my sleeping bag unzipped for half a night. Mm-hmm. I was dreamt of a bear outside my tent. Woke up and heard snoring outside my tent that wasn't Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to sleep, and then it was a dog. That was outside my tent. And we think it woke was up a, again. We think maybe it was the coyote. Maybe the coyote was napping out maybe. there. I don't know. I mean, it could he be. He smelled Griffin. He's like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now sounds of Eric snoring. Hey. Thanks, thanks, Joey. 
That was not me. <laughs> oh, we had uh, trail worms for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Matt tried to make, uh, yeah, you tried to, uh, you did. You dehydrated spaghetti. Yeah, I made spaghetti, I dehydrated it. The rehydrating was... It was fine for me and Joey, but you didn't enough water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's too bad, because ours was delicious. I'm sad yours didn't turn out as good. It was chewy. It, had, it was, what was your word for it? Toothsome? Yeah. It was definitely toothsome. I might have lost a tooth in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have eaten a lot on this trip. Um, you guys have eaten a lot. You guys have like... I can't. I, I can't stop eating. Actually, it's Either. like it's like camping with teenagers. I've never. <laughs> I was unaware how much uh, Oklahomans, Oklahomans eat. eat. It's like every time they sit down, they consume <laughs> bags and bags of food, which is cool. My pack's gonna be really light tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. So how? So your bag was twenty-eight pounds. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. And yours was 38. 38. And mine was 31 on the way in. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Nice little five-mile walk. Walk hike. Wike. <laughs> yeah. Today was great. I slept all day. I did a lot of stuff. I made a sundial. Um, I think another thing that we should record is being kind of I'm a, I'm really disappointed in the um, Four Sigma hot chocolate packets. Yeah, compared to the their coffee. Yeah, their coffee's great, right? But uh, so Four Sigma is like a they do like these mushroom blends where they mix mushrooms with coffee or mix it with hot cocoa, and the mushrooms are supposed to have like <clears throat> powers. You know, they give you <laughs> they give you like alertness and energy and awareness or calmness. Reishi so, mushrooms, not psilocybin, not the good stuff. Well, there there were like lion's mane and oh, yeah, there's like chaga, which always reminds me of that scene in Conan the Barbarian. You think I sell chaga to a slayer such as you? <laughs> <laughs> there is a really good cacao, raw cacao and uh, mushroom uh, mix from Wild Foods, I think it is. Yeah, get it on Amazon, but it's a fantastic drink mix. Is it bigger, more yeah. chocolatey? You can, you just get pack like a full pack. It's like six oh. ounces to two pounds, I think. Yeah, because I had a I had a double dose of the the uh, Four Sigma hot cocoa last night because it's only three and a half ounces of water. That's, that no, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. That is total bullshit. They should make it like. You Get want your to, shit together, Four Sigma. Yeah, Four Sigma. We want like a friggin' cup of hot chocolate. <laughs> it it kind of made me sad because, like, in the morning having, like, a packet of Swiss Miss with one of those like Starbucks Vias in it. Yeah, is that's delightful. So good. <laughs> <laughs> or what's the coffee that we're supposed to talk about? 
<laughs> I don't no. even remember. Oh no! <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to cut Alpine. that. Alpine. Cut Alpine. That out. Alpine start. Now, Alp now the coffee though was delightful. Was that Alpine start? Oh that man, that was amazing. I mean, the best part of waking up is uh, some instant Alpine, Alpine start. start in your in your <laughs> camping mug. <laughs> that, that stuff is pretty good. Yeah, it's a lot better than the Starbucks. It is actually. I, I, I was surprised because I I like probably gonna get in some trouble for saying this but i actually like starbucks i like starbucks too <laughs> they're a local coffee company <laughs> i actually and i don't mind the starbucks vias like i i honestly i'd have to taste them side by side to tell the difference i guess i remember the vias as being a little bit more bitter like these are pretty smooth mellow i will have to say like those uh those little smokies that you brought i'm kind of disappointed in those because they're a little bit too dry I like my little smokies to be super that's, moist. And... That's Landyager. <laughs> also brought some fantastic uh, oh, fuck. beef jerky from Love's Country Store. Oh god, it's like <laughs> it's like freaking dehydrated cow beef curtains. <laughs> They're awful. It's so awful. <laughs> Are you sure beef... you're not supposed to rehydrate that stuff? So beef jerky's supposed to be oh, dry. So dry. <laughs> dry and good. chewy. Not good. Not have, good. I might have some in a minute. <laughs> Actually, we should have some. Oh, no. People should hear. How okay, we... you know what? We can review it. Since we didn't bring any beer, and since Joey didn't pick up any whiskey. <laughs> okay. All right. But, oh, damn. Over eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll all have a little bit of this. Mm. We can talk about it. Let me break some off for you guys. Oh, so, just... here. Ugh. God, it rips, and it looks like just sort of brown stuff with white connective tissue in between it. And it's about as thick as, like, the sort of tag board that, like, uh, cat food boxes are made out of mm. except it's harder it's tougher it's like tree bark <laughs> delicious nope oh. nope nope it is it is a lot like tree bark you bite into it and it just sort of then it's like soggy tree bark that's covered in salt what's wrong with that <laughs> it's um, like you're eating tree bark and someone in a distant room screams beef <laughs> <laughs> I'm not completely convinced this came from a cow. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, Joey. Hey, that rock that... Lay it on its side. Squish it into the dirt. Meditating benches. <laughs> so, Joey, if you're enlightened, shouldn't you know everything there is to know about building a chair in the wilderness? I do. What? <laughs> <laughs> I might have to deal with the devil one time so I could do this type of thing. <sighs> and so I could always find Love Country Store beef jerky. 
no matter what state I'm in. So Loves is really from Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. Watonga, Oklahoma. Founded in 1968 by a couple. Mr. and Mrs. Love. I forget what their last name is, but they're still alive. And um, she was named one of the first, I think she's one of the first women on the Fortune 500. Hmm. But I think she's still, the wife is still on the board. Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's, I think they're, uh, their kids are on it. They live in Oklahoma City, near the corporate office in Nichols Hills. Ugh, God, that stuff is so awful. I'm really looking forward to having some water now. All I'm looking for is a sponsorship from Love Country Store for their beef jerky. I am too. <laughs> Not for the beef jerky. <laughs> Anytime I go to Portland, I stop at the Loves in uh, Napa Vine. <sighs> Just for a little uh, taste of Oklahoma. <laughs> We get a uh, horrible jerky, good jerky, and uh, t-shirts with wolves howling at the moon. Oh, this you can get um, uh, bedazzled leather purses. Yeah. Tons of rhinestones. You with get, wolves like, howling the, at the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can get the um, big broad sunglasses covered in rhinestones. Man, it's like rhinestone central in there. Get new, a new CB. Oh, man, muscle shirts. So many muscle fears. Because your, your arms are prone to getting hot while driving a truck. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. you got to get a muscle <laughs> shirt. I mean, I wish I had more muscle shirts. I feel like I've seen you in a muscle shirt, Matt. You have never seen me like in a muscle shirt. I feel like there's a picture shirt. on the internet of Matt Anthony in a muscle shirt. The only, you may be thinking of when I have worked on my sleeve, I cut the sleeve off of just one side so it can never be confused as a muscle shirt. It's a half muscle shirt. Yeah, I only wear it when I get tattooed. A, a demi muscle, yeah. we call it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want it to ever be... Yeah. No. I've never owned a muscle shirt. I'm thinking about wearing tank tops. I feel like my shoulder hair has reached a, an age of maturation that it's just like should be shared with the world. <laughs> Except you need to oil yourself up before you go out in public. Joey can't You need a good sheen on the back there before you go out. Can you put some of my beard oil on that uh, shoulder here? (laughs) Oh, this fire looks great. Thank you, Matt. No problem. Are you sad the fire is lit and it's still daylight out? A little bit. One of my one of the surprises for me this weekend was learning that Matt was really good at making fires. Because it just doesn't seem like much of an Oklahoma skill. Um, I figure maybe you guys maybe learned it in Boy Scouts or something, but no. no? I mean, you did a good job. You barely even used any paper. Yeah. Did did better than I would. kind of nice i love that is a huge difference in most places in oregon you don't get to have a campfire so it's a lot really of places nice here, really like if we yeah. had gone into the mountains yeah. here we mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to do a campfire yeah but so, or if we came here like a month from now we mm-hmm. probably would be able to do a fire oh yeah i mean i guess anybody who's paid attention to the news knows about the raging horrific wildfires that have been plaguing the west coast because Oregon had some super bad ones last year. 
um, and they were totally overshadowed by that one down in like Santa Barbara in California or whatever. It's still not out. The Eagle Creek fire? Really? It's contained, but it's not out. There was a Eagle flare Creek up. fire? There was another flare up two weeks ago. That's the one that's by Portland. And it was started by like a couple of asshole high school kids throwing smoke bombs in the hottest, driest part of summer last year. And one of the teenagers was convicted and has to pay like 30 million, I think. Good. <laughs> God. I mean, I mean, I guess I have mixed feelings about it, right? Like, teenagers are idiots. We were all teenagers. I've heard lots of Joey's stories, so I know he can sympathize with this a little bit. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, when you cause that much damage, that's just... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when you cause that much damage, though, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, I mean, it, there should be reparations of some sort. Something, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with a lifetime of community service. Yeah, I don't think saddling a teenager with millions of dollars in debt. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not gonna help anybody. It's just gonna make it worse. Yeah, but I mean, if he had, if he had to like re- report for community service or whatever, forever, forever, at least until he's thirty. Yeah. Even if there's something <laughs> like he's not allowed to camp unattended or enter wilderness areas or hike or whatever unattended you know for a number of years or he has to attend like wilderness safety like I feel like there's a lot of stuff that can be done about that yeah they just had to do something big because there are a lot of people super pissed off he also caused a lot of property damage yeah and that's and that's something like how how do you fix that yeah I don't know that's a hard one my angry reaction is punish him but when I really think about it it's like He's probably learned his lesson. Yeah. Hmm. Punishing isn't going to help. Reparations, you know, reparations that'll ruin his life. I don't know if that is... Attributive justice never really yeah. solves anything. I know. So... I should have just tried him in front of the femgrit. Oh. <laughs> Trial by sorcery. <laughs> if you are guilty of starting this fire, then this water will turn to blood. <laughs> um, so tomorrow is the feast of St. John the Baptist. Yes. What are we going to do? What are, how are we going to celebrate? Suicide. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do uh, an impromptu... Oh, no, I can't say that because it wouldn't... No. Yeah, yeah, just... Um, yeah. Uh, We're going to have a feast. Yeah. Where are we going to have it? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have it... We're going to... Tomorrow night, we're going to hike out to Third Beach in La Push, uh-huh. which, again, is on the Olympic Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a... An instruction that French midwives get. La push! La push! La push! (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, we're going to camp on the beach tomorrow night. Yeah. So I'm thinking if we can have a campfire there. We can. We should totally, like, roast some hot dogs on pointy sticks. Marshmallows. Yeah, marshmallows. That'd be fun. And some locusts in honor of... 
Yeah, maybe we get some locusts and honey, yeah. some honey-covered locusts. Are we gonna Are we gonna hike a uh, case of beer out there? Yeah, Heck not, yeah. A, not yeah, a case. Oh, come on, it'll be fine. No, we're gonna get real beer. We're not gonna get like yeah beer that you piss in yeah, or yeah. beer that I don't beer drink. That... I don't drink that beer. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a case of Rainier. Well, I was thinking we could get some beer and we could get some box wine because box wine's good bang for your buck. Yeah. After we after we drink some really good beer, then we can have box thinking wine. Thinking about pound, how much it weighs in quality. It's a good yeah. Call. So you have to. What is this would be? Um, I'll carry a six pack uh, for myself. How about that? Alcohol by volume per pound, at ABV yeah. foot pounds of ABV. Yes, <laughs> squared. <laughs> but you also have to carry the beer canister in. If we carry a. Uh, oh right, we have to do beer canisters there. If we each carry a six pack, that'll be plenty. Do you think maybe if we see a bear, he'll like come and hang out on the beach with us and drink some beer? I hope so. That'd be cool. I doubt it. Your bears aren't into hazy IPAs, though. No, but they like the new Brute IPAs quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> They're really into those. How about the classic IPA? Well, I think that's kind of why bear attacks have been on the uptake, is because of classic IPAs, and bears just really like them, and they're just going to do everything they can. My question is, if cl- classic IPAs come back, what are you going to do with pale ales? Because in my opinion, pale ales today are really just classic IPAs. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the original pale ale was the Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that a classic IPA? Uh, I wouldn't consider that the original. When I think of like a classic pale ale, I think of like uh, Bass. Wasn't Sierra Nevada the first one to use the term pale ale? Mm-mm. No. No, pale ale is really old. Like uh, oh. Sam Smith in England had a pale ale for oh, okay. centuries. Cool. I guess I, I was misinformed. So then Sierra Nevada Pale Ale would be more like your idea of a classic IPA? It's like mm, a single no. hop cascade. It was kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. That push towards over, gosh, it's like amping up the amount of hops and stuff. It was a more hop forward pale ale. Yeah. So what do you think the big difference between a pale ale and an IPA is? Traditionally it was, well, still is, the amount of hops used. Okay. I mean, the grain bill's a little bit different, too. Yeah. In what way? It's Are you thinking of whiskey over there? Maybe I can trade some of my beef jerky for their whiskey. I don't think they're going to look at this stuff and think it's beef jerky. How <laughs> about some of your, uh, your smokies? <laughs> Keep away from my lawn Jaegers. <laughs> Still but, upset that you made me leave that baby food. <laughs> Joey, your pack was already the heaviest. <laughs> What's an extra, like, three ounces? <laughs> and glass. And glass. <laughs> yeah. You don't bring glass when you go backpacking. I like to, Ooh, push, I like I to got, push the envelope. I got a sunburn. Ow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I it's sure exciting. did on my pasty white legs. Ugh. Fell asleep with half my body in the tent because I was trying to get a tan on my legs and passed out for like an hour. <laughs> Not good. We just call that a super tan. <laughs> I'm surprised that the sunlight can get through your leg hair. I <laughs> usually have a hard time. <laughs> really hard time. 
Finally uh, get a tan on those things by the end of summer. <laughs> yeah, usually it works out for me that way. It's usually August before my legs actually tan. Yeah. I'm going to be playing a lot of golf, though, over the course of the next couple of months, so I'm sorry. It's going to get it. Oof. <laughs> I kind of enjoy golf. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I like the being outside and drinking beer part. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I usually like the first five holes. Yeah, it gets it gets boring. Yeah. Like, it's a long, <laughs> I like the first long three game. holes. I kind of feel like that's supposed to be a joke. I'm going to pretend that I don't get it. Talking about sex. Coitus. <laughs> Coitus. <laughs> Gross. This wood smells so good. I know. That's totally not a sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad timing there, Matt. I don't know. We are on Ho River. We are on Ho River. Where are all the hoes at? I think it's us. <sighs> I had a nice little show this morning, though. That was interesting. Yeah. Some some wild wildlife. Do you want to tell the audience? There was some human wildlife this morning when we first woke up. Uh, some attractive ladies out backpacking and they decided to change next to next to our campsite completely naked it was a little bit unbelievable they must have seen my hat that's all i can think of <laughs> they must have just seen my hat and been like <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i mean in my book that beef the the deer sighting. Yeah. I mean, the, the buck. The buck that was not afraid of people. Try to get into our food bags. Yeah. That was weird. I don't think that the deer up here are the same species that we have in Oregon. I'm not totally sure. Like, I know that there are... The blacktail here. Yeah, and I think we have black... Because I think we have blacktail and mule deer in Oregon. And maybe whitetail. Are there whitetail here? I... I would have to think. Uh, I don't know. Most of what I see here are blacktail, but there may be. Okay. I'm there's gonna, a lot of. I'm, ton of, I'm shocked. Seriously shocked. I haven't seen any elk because I always see elk. And there's lots of elk care. shit. But we also saw a ton of deer poop when we when we crossed over and explored the island. It's really cool when you see them here because you hear them before you see them. Does it crash? Oh no! It's just it's the ground. You hear it. It's just a rumble. Whoa! When they're coming through. My uh, grandparents lived south of here on the coast, South Bend, I think it is, mm -hmm. near there, but they were like on the coast. And they uh, had a, a big acreage there, and every morning elk would come graze on their back in their backyard. So you could like see these massive herds of elk, mm -hmm. and then the ocean behind it. Oh, that sounds it was cool! An amazing place geodesic dome home that they built themselves oh yeah you showed me the satellite photo that, that the place cool. was magical when I would visit I would their German shepherd would wake me up every morning at like I don't know seven mm -hmm. leash in his mouth so I'd put the leash on him take him outside and he would like reach back put the leash in his mouth mm -hmm. and take me for a walk <laughs> <laughs> look at the moon 
Joey, Joey, Joey got a little excited there. What planet is that? Uh, I can't see where, where, where. All right, I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. Let's go look at stars. My Alchemical Bromance is sponsored by Miskatonic Books. Miskatonic Books is an online bookstore that focuses on rare, limited edition, and custom-made books of the highest quality. They specialize in books on the occult, ceremonial magic, Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, Hermeticism, and other topics of interest to you, our listeners. Check them out on the web at miskatonicbooks.com. Okay, it's me, Eric. I'm back. So, so our plans changed yesterday. Um, after the Hill River, as we were coming down, first of all, Joey and I were pretty wiped out. It was really tough to keep up with uh, Matt. He's a very fast hiker. Um, a robin just flew into our campsite and I'm watching him. Anyhow, so we deliberated a while. We had a burger and some beers and decided that instead of going to Third Beach, which was our original plan, we would um, go to this private campground that's owned by some friends of Matt and Amy's. Um, and it ended up being a pretty good decision because it poured rain like crazy. You can probably still hear it a little bit in the background. There's, um, so this private campground, it had a, it had a lean-to with a picnic table and a fire pit. So we got some camping chairs and some hot dogs, and we uh, made a big fire and kind of hung out. When the rain let up, we sat around the fire. It was a, it was a really pleasant evening. Um, it was so incredibly wet, though, that I feared for my $30 tent's life. I don't think that my $30 tent is waterproof. So I laid out a tarp and, and my sleeping mat and my sleeping bag, and I slept on the ground under the lean-to with pretty much all of my clothes on. Oh, and I just saw the robin eat a worm. It's so stereotypical, isn't it? A robin eating a worm. I really just saw that happen. Well, that's cool. So, um, so here I am. I'm drinking some Four Sigma mushroom coffee. I woke up before everybody else. I, it was not a comfortable sleep. Sleeping on the ground like that isn't um, super awesome. And sleeping with all your clothes on, it, it wrapped up in a sleeping bag, is is a weird experience. It's it's warm. Um, it reminds me of a story that I heard about George Washington or read about George Washington when I was a kid, where he ended up having to sleep with all of his clothes on while he was a surveyor. I don't know if it's a real story or not, but, uh, it sounded plausible. But since we didn't get to, get to go to the beach, I didn't get to read, or I didn't get to recite the, uh, the Orphic Hymn to Proteus. So I thought I would read it for you guys. Proteus, I call, whom fate decrees to keep the keys which lock the chambers of the deep, firstborn, by whose illustrious power alone all nature's principles are clearly shown. Matter to change with various forms is thine, 
matter unformed, capacious, and divine, all honored, prudent, whose sagacious mind knows all that was and is of every kind. With all that shall be in succeeding time, so vast thy wisdom, wondrous and sublime, for all things nature first to thee consigned, and in thy essence omniform confined. Come, blessed Father, to our rites attend, and grant our happy lives a prosperous end. Proteus is fascinating to me. Like, he's... He's either the eldest brother of Uranos or the first child of Uranos and thus the eldest brother of Kronos. I, I don't remember which. I, I can look it up on Wikipedia or something later, and so can you. Um, but uh, he's a sea god. He's a sea god that's sort of like pre-Greek. So in, in Greek mythology, you sort of have the big three sea gods, which would be uh, Poseidon, Oceanos, and Proteus. But Proteus, Proteus doesn't have a whole lot of uh, extant mythology about him. So we have like the Orphic Hymn, we have some other stuff. So there isn't a whole lot of mythology about who he is and what he is. But when you read the Orphic Hymn and you sort of get a sense of what's going on in it, it almost feels like this pre-Socratic look into like typos and how um, how the forms are created what bosses the forms around and Proteus feels like the boss or the creator and manager of, of forms and the changing shapes of matter and things and Proteus himself is said to be a shape changer or something without an actual form even um, and I think that's all really fascinating so I have this tradition of invoking Proteus when I'm at the sea alone, uh, which doesn't happen often enough. So uh, so there you go. I've shared that with you. Um, I do want to say that the Four Sigma Mushroom Coffee blend is delicious. Uh, Ryan Peverly from the Culture Podcast turned me on to it, and um, I enjoy it a great deal. So, I hope that you guys are all having a great time out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to My Alchemical Bromance. You can find us on the web at myalchemicalbromance.com. You can find us on every podcast thing you can imagine. Look us up. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Give us one star. Tell people what you think. Share this episode. Enjoy everything. And come back next time.